So if you're a teenager, or if you have teenagers, or if you know a teenager, I'm just saying high school camp, they need to go next year. You guys had a blast. I'm so proud of Ray. I want to brag on Ray and Vanessa. Would y'all stand? These are student pastors right here. And uh, I'm so proud of them. Great job. They, they took middle schoolers to Panama City and then took high schoolers to Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. Heaven. It's close to Knoxville, baby. That's what I'm saying. Man, are you guys doing good today? Are y'all doing good? Man, how many feel refreshed after Sabbath Sunday? How many feel refreshed? <laughs> that wasn't very convincing. You know, I was like, thanks, Mom. Hey, Grandma. I was like, woo! Um, man, I tell you what, our staff, God is so good. We, uh, our staff and some some. Uh, some other team members, we got to go to North Carolina. We got to go to a church called Elevation Church where Pastor Stephen Furtick is the pastor. And they have nine campuses just in Charlotte. This church has exploded. Um, they're, I think, right under 10 years old and uh, right at it. It's just amazing what God is doing through this church. We got to go and we got to grow. We got to ask questions. We got to learn and uh, boy, you learn a lot by asking questions, you know. Um, how many have children? You have children. Oftentimes, children ask those questions, right? Especially small children. And they can ask and ask and ask. And if you're not careful, you go, oh, leave me alone. But their minds are wide open. And they're trying to learn. They're trying to grow. And I think sometimes as adults, we kind of bypass that, you know. But, but Proverbs, which is full of wisdom, tells us that, man, we, we ought to never stop learning. We ought to constantly ask questions, and, and in the multitude of, of many counselors, there's wisdom. So I don't know what decisions you're facing in your life, but um, I promise you what, man, if you will just continue to seek God, if you'll continue to seek His wisdom for your life, what will happen is you'll look back and you'll see a beautiful portrait of what God has painted in your life. And, and really today, I want to paint a picture if I can. I want to paint a picture. We're going to end the series today. We've been on the series entitled Next Steps. We've been talking about every one of us, we all have a next step to take. Every person here. Um, we celebrated, you remember the balloons that were up here before because we've had so many people, um, I think 150 this year, that have already, 150, they've already taken the step of giving their life to Jesus. We said 150. 150. Do you realize that most churches never even break 200? I'm not talking about salvations. I'm talking about people in attendance. Most churches never even break 200. And yet God is doing a work. God is doing a movement. We don't take credit. We're not getting big-headed. We don't think we're all that in a bag of chips. Um, but rather, we know that God is doing something huge here. And we just sometimes like to kick off our sandals because we realize we are on holy ground. Holy ground. Holy ground. And not only... Boy, this feels soft up here, man. I like this. I'm, I'm going to get barefooted more often. But, but not, only, not only have we seen 150 people, um, 150 people that have given their life to Jesus, they took that first step. It's kind of like baseball. You hit the ball, you run. If you miss first base, it doesn't matter if you hit second, if you hit hurt, uh, third, and if you slide home and you got a beautiful slide into home base, it doesn't matter. If you miss first base, 
you missed it. And, and, you know, God makes contact with us. None of us, none of us go after God. God comes after us. None of us go after God. God comes after us and makes contact. And then our first, when, when that happens, our first deal is to run to first base. That's the first step. And that step is giving your life to Christ. And then you take the next step. You run to the next base. And, and that next step is following Jesus in what we call believer's baptism. And I taught on that during this series. And, and we had beach baptism barbecue. And we had 99 people follow Jesus in baptism. I'm talking about one day, one day, 99 people said, I'm putting on the Jesus jersey. I'm not ashamed. He's forgiven me, and I'm his. Go ahead and dunk me. And 99 people. Now, if that's not exciting, um, one of our ladies who is in the military, who serves, is uh, um, getting ready to go to Japan and she's going to be relocated um, to Japan. And she's going to get baptized tonight at the Navarre Vision Cast. That is tonight in Navarre. Man, I like your excitement this morning. You help me preach shorter when you're excited. So, so let's see who is quick learners in the house today. Um, I thought you might just erupt right there. With, uh, with, but the truth is 99 plus 1 equals 100. And we had 99 um, balloons up here representing. We had one in the middle that was a different color because Jesus left the 99 for the 1. Each one of the 1s are important, but the 99 is important. And so today we're going to hit 100, and we're believing God our next beach baptism, which is in September, that we are going to go ahead and hit our goal then, that we're going to break, not just hit it, but bust it open. We're going to see over 150 people so far this year take that step and follow Jesus in baptism. Now, I've said this over and over and over again. My message today is simple. But I've said that when we grow, we have to be intentional, we cannot be accidental. No one accident, accidentally um, grows in any positive direction. No one, ever. You, you, you don't ha- it just doesn't happen. You, you don't say, you know what, I want to be a better soccer player. I want to be a better football player. And so, you know what, I'm just going um, to sit on the couch and I'm going to eat some potato chips. Hmm. I thought I could get, thought I'd get my mouth around. I couldn't. That's surprising. Um, now you know what? What someone said already. Lay's potato chip, sour cream and onion. Anyone out there like sour cream and onion? What was that? Pass the bag. <laughs> I would, if this was like some healthy chips or something. But these are my favorite. Now, the thing about Lay's potato chips, I know, is I'm just putting crumbs all over. The thing about Lay's potato chips is you can't just eat one. Mm. 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 I love it. Mm. Now, if I do that a whole lot, I will grow. I can do that accidentally and grow. But nothing positive accidentally 
ever pushes me to grow in a good direction. I like Lay's potato chips. Man, there's some good food out there, right? Any junk, any, any, and you like junk food? Anyone? Just be honest. Anyone out there? You like junk food? Look at all you sinners. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm teasing, man. I picked this stuff out. And was that Gail? Uh, Gail, I might just pass the bag. In fact, you know what? I'm going to pass the bag. I'm going to bring it right to you, too. I'm going to bring it right, right here. It, no, that's right. I got you. Mmm. Mmm. Oreos. My goodness. Now, I love Oreos. I love Oreos. Now, here's the deal with Oreos. When I start, I really don't have good discipline. I'm just be honest with you. I'm confession. Confession is good for us all. I'm, I'm confessing. Been out of the gym this summer. I've, I've been in it. I've just been more out of it than in it. <laughs> you know, what was four or five days a week has turned into uh, one a month. No, not really. And, and then sometimes you come home and you just get a craving. You get a craving. Anyone know what I'm talking about? And it's been a long day, and you worked your butt off, and you're tired, you're hungry, you didn't have supper, you had Lay's potato chips for lunch in the office, in your cubicle, and you just push through lunch. And you look at those Oreos in the cupboard, and you think, my God, I deserve those. <laughs> I really deserve, but I deserve more than that, because I worked hard today. And so you get not a little cup. If you're like me, you just go for the biggest cup in there, man. And you just keep pouring that milk. Now, I don't know about y'all. I'm a whole milk kind of guy. Um, the stuff that's like water, no thank you. One time, I was preaching. I was in college, and I was preaching in uh, Illinois. And I just preached a, a huge kids. Um, it's kind of like VBS, but it's kind of like on steroids. It was called Neighborhood Bible Time. I spoke to hundreds and hundreds of kids, and, and I had a little break before I got the next group coming in. And uh, I'm talking about a huge auditorium full of kids. And I think there's over a 1,000 kids. And I was thirsty, and so I ran back into their industrial kitchen, and I opened the door, and I found milk. And they had told me, they are like, man, you need anything. You help yourself. And I looked at the milk, and there's only a little bit of milk, okay, in the bottom. Now I love milk. Anything, I love milk. This is good. Now, I love chocolate milk even better. Promised land, Publix, just a little announcement there, but um, just try me. It'll heal you. Um, but, but I opened the door, and I grabbed this milk out of there, and there was only a little bit in there, and I'm thirsty. I'm like, you know what? I've got breath mints because breath is extremely important. Worst thing you do is pray for someone and kill them because <laughs> your breath stinks. Um, so... You know, I better keep going. And so, so anyways, I reach in there and I pull out this milk. And I'm so thirsty. I'm like, I got breath mints. So I'll go ahead and chug the milk. Then I hit the breath mints. So I'll be good. And I open it up and I start chugging. And after about the seventh swallow, I realized it wasn't milk. It looked like milk. It was in a milk jug. It just happened to be cottage cheese. Um, that milk had sat in there for only the good Lord knows how long. Food. Food is around us everywhere we turn. 
And if you're like me, you, you reach in there, you come home late at night, you think, oh, I'm going to get a snack. And, and if we're not careful, it's so easy to be not disciplined. It's so easy to eat a whole thing of, of Oreo cookies, man. You just, you just uh, I'm going to set some of these out just so maybe there's some for later. But uh, you, if, if, if <laughs> y'all quit judging now, for real. Um, but if you're not careful, man, it'd be 12 o'clock at night and you're like, you're like man, I'm going to pound these things. I, I just get 32, 34 ounces. You know, you go for the big cup, you dunk in, and man, it's, it's awesome. You know, you watch the late night show. It's awesome. And uh, you watch some shows that you recorded, and then you fall asleep in the couch. And if we're not careful, here's what I'm trying to prove today. Here's the picture I'm trying to paint. If we're not careful, we don't grow. It's very easy to grow um, in negative areas in our life, we just kind of drift, you know. I was in the faster pastor race um, over at Five Flags Speedway. That was fun. The thing that he told me is he said, Tim, the car is built to go to the right. I was like, man, that's kind of like my golf game, man. <laughs> just, you know, just like that. And, and he said, man, it's built to go to the right. And so what you're going to have to do, you're just turning left, right? You're turning left the whole time pretty much. He's like, so just know you're going to have to, you're going to have to, if you let go of the wheel, you will go right. That's how the car is built. And I think because we all have a sinful nature that, that, that we don't go to the right, we, we probably go to the left. We probably just tend to go to the left. And, and so if we're not intentional, if we don't have discipline in our life, what will happen is we'll just, we'll, we'll do that in life. Not just like with food, but we'll just be like, I don't care. I don't care. So what? I, then, I know that's number 12, but I don't care. I know it's not healthy. I know it's 11 o'clock at night. I probably shouldn't do that, but that's an Oreo cookie. Mm. Anyone want an Oreo cookie? <laughs> Jeremy raised his hand. Debbie's birthday. Debbie's birthday. There you go. Just like Adam, he, he pointed to Eve, her fault. No, it ac- actually is Debbie's birthday. Happy birthday, Debbie. Shout out. Hey, Jeremy, I was picking on you, but that's a pretty smart man right there. Just like Adam. Mm, smart man. Now watch. Watch this. Some of you are like, did we come to church today? You did. And here's what happens. If we're not intentional in our steps, intentionality is how we grow. It's how we grow in God. Peter says this. Peter died for his faith. You remember him? He steps out of the boat, walks on water. Peter sticks up for Jesus. Peter was speaking out. Peter was probably older than the other disciples. There was a mentor relationship. Oftentimes when you had a rabbi, he would have an older teenager and younger teenagers. And the older one would lead the other ones. The older one, it was kind of his job to lead, to be outspoken. Many theologians think that's who Peter was. Peter tells us that we are to grow in grace. Grow in grace. You all know what grace is? Grace is unmerited favor. It's something we can't earn. We're to grow. We're to be grace givers. Today I went to Publix and I bought some stuff for the message today. Oh, by the way, I, you know what? I, I need some help. Ray, can you help me? Are you, are you hungry? You're not hungry. Is there a man that, is there a man that, that's, that's hungry? Is there a guy in here that, come on, there, 
Could some, one of you guys come help me? Come on. Just bring, bring a chair. Bring a chair up here. You do that? All right. All right. Gadiel is going to come. Help me. Y'all put your hands together. I'm just going to kind of put you over here, off to the corner. I'm going to let you eat. Is that cool? Right here. Don't touch those Oreos. All right. All right. Try not to. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. We're just going to make a mess. Don't step on those. I'll be in trouble. All right. All right. So we're going to put these over here. I got a Cheerio in my sandal. Okay. Now, you're pretty hungry, right? You're pretty hungry? You're not allergic to milk, are you? Oh, not allergic. Okay. Look, you need to put an Oreo in there. You can have that one. Just please save some for me. Okay, that's probably enough milk. All right, let's pray. Jesus, bless this junk food to his body. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. You just, just here you go. Big spoon, big bowl, big Cheerios. Um, here's, here's what I want you to do. Seriously, I want you to try to pound that out. Can you eat that whole thing? Just right now. Yep, just start eating in front of God and everybody. I got a message to preach, okay? And I got a point to prove, so you got to get... You got to get busy and see what you can do. Okay. Awesome. See, there's no perfect people allowed. Now, y'all don't watch him when he's eating, okay? Y'all just, y'all just let him be. You the man. I'm, I promise you this will be worth it. I want to talk to you real quick today about our last step that we need to take together. We have steps that as a church, because our vision is we are a community of Jesus followers who together are an unstoppable force for good, and we're driven to change the world. The world. Just like our friend who's going to Japan who gave her life to Jesus here and is getting baptized, and now we're sending her out. We're not losing her. We're launching her. She's going to go change Japan for Jesus. Because the same Holy Spirit that was in the disciples is the same Holy Spirit that's in us. The same power that raised Jesus from the grave is the same power that is inside of us. It is dynamite. It is powerful. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. And I want to share with you very briefly today. I did a lot of times setting this message up, and it's simple. But I want to share with you how you can be a winner in your Christian life. I mean, who wants to lose? You know, the faster pastor race the other night, that was awesome. I came in second place, and I had him, man. It was so close. I had him, and, uh, I, you know, I prayed. Right before the thing started, I, I prayed. I said, Jesus, um, by the way, I'm t- preaching on prayer today, prayer and fasting. We're going to call it some things, some things. That's the title, some things. Some things only come by prayer and fasting. And I pray, I'm competitive. Anyone that knows me knows I'm pretty competitive. And I met the other pastors, God bless you. You know, I was on ESPN radio. They're trying to get me to uh, trash talk. I was like, no, no, no. And I was thinking, I'll just smoke them 
on the track, you know? And uh, so uh, I get on there, man. It's amazing. Such a good time at the very end. But right before I started, I prayed and I said, Jesus, you know I want to win first place. I just, I don't like to lose. I, I want to win. If I'm going to do something, I'm do it the best of my ability. Man, Lord, you know, I didn't want to pray, Lord, bless your servant. Because he could have cho- chose any four of us. So I was like, Lord, bless this servant. <laughs> and so I prayed. I was like, I was like, Lord, I really want to win first place, but I'd like to be able to walk away from it also. So I just kind of offer that up, and I want your will. And, and that was kind of the prayer, to be real honest with you. And at the very end, literally, we crossed the finish line. He fishtailed, spun out, spun right in front of me. I went to T-bone him, and I called on the name of the Lord, because the Bible says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And I needed to be saved because that joke was right in front of me, and I was flying. And I, I looked like Jeff Gordon out there, but... Um, it really was Jesus' thing, and uh, God helped me, man. I didn't hit him, went around him, but I prayed. Now, that's a funny illustration out of something like that, but if you were in the car, and you were going as fast as I were go- was going, and you looked at a guy, and you saw him look at you like, like that, and you thought you were going to hit him probably about, I don't know, 50, 60 miles per hour, T-bone him, you, you probably would have prayed too. Prayer is very powerful. And if you want to win in your Christian life, then there's a step that you need to realize that you not, not only can take, that you need to take. How are you doing over there? You doing good? You the man, buddy. You the man. I'll tell you. You take that step of prayer. The Bible says this. The Bible tells us in 1 Thessalonians 5.17 to pray without ceasing. That means Keep on praying. In fact, the Bible says if, if you knock, if you ask, and when it says if you knock, the door will be open to you. If you seek, you will find. If, if you ask, right, it's going to be given to you. Those, the, the way the language, original language was written is if you keep on asking. It's like when I go to the grocery store with my kids and we go shopping, my kids, they like Honey Nut Cheerios, but they'd rather have Fruit Loops, They'd rather have Captain Crunch. They, they'd rather have some really sugary stuff. You know what I'm talking about? And, and so they'll keep asking me, and how many parents have ever been worn down? You've ever been worn down by your children? You finally are like, okay, just be quiet. I still have three hours to check out at Walmart. Um. You know what I'm talking to be the truth. We get worn down. God doesn't get worn down, but God gets excited when we keep on persevering, when we keep on praying, when we don't let our circumstance nor our situation keep us from going to the one who can change our circumstance and our situations. I want to read to you a passage. We're going to be in Isaiah 55. I want to read from the NLT. I want to read to you from the NLT. Is anyone thirsty? Isaiah 55, verse 1, in the NLT. I want to talk to you very briefly about prayer and fasting. Every year we fast in January. We fast, we do what's called a corporate fast, and we challenge our people to fast. Some who fasted for the first time, we, we, we don't say go the whole 21 days, but we encourage them to take a step and to grow a little bit and say, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fast a meal for a couple days, or I'm, I'm gonna, and, and it's their first step. Others, a lot of people, they'll take the whole 21-day challenge. When I say fast, I'm not talking about that you don't eat anything. That's a fast, but there are several different types of fast. But, but Jesus said this. Jesus tells us that we have weapons of mass destruction 
to our, at our disposal. And oftentimes, Satan, who is a liar, will keep us so discouraged that we're too tired to go to the well, to go to the arsenal, to go to get the weapons that God has provided to beat the enemy back. And we get too, we get too, you can just go ahead and clap. God bless you. you we, we get too discouraged. Come on, staff. We went to elevation. Let's take it to another level. We get too discouraged. We, we, we get too weak. We get too, uh, uh, I just, uh, all this stuff. And too many times Christians live pathetic lives. When we have the creator of the universe who healed the lame, raised the dead, opened the eyes of the blind, caused the deaf to hear and the dumb to think right. This is our same Jesus, and we have the same power, we have the same authority in Jesus that those disciples did when those disciples touched and healed people and prayed over people. But the truth is, too many times Christians are getting filled up with Honey Nut Cheerios in their spiritual life. You've probably already done, right? I mean, seriously, that's a huge bowl. It's very intimidating. And that's how most Christians live. Most Christians live very intimidating because they don't know where the weapons are. They don't know how to use them. My, my kids were asking me the other day, I had out the nunchucks. You know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is out. And I, I got two pairs of nunchucks. I got soft ones to learn. And I got other hard ones, you know. Um, <laughs> that <laughs> If you don't know what you're doing, you will learn as well. <laughs> and, and so I've given the one set to my kids. You know, Gavin, who's a warrior, you know, and Jaden's a warrior, and Riley's a princess warrior, man. They're taking those things, and they're, and they're hitting the couch, and they're, you know, and they're just going at it. And um, we're raising them to be warriors for Jesus. I want a little Pee Wee Herman Christian running around. I said, I'm too scared to pray. I'm too scared to invite anyone to come to my church. I'm too scared to tell anyone about Jesus. What might they think? Now, we're not raising Pee Wee Herman Christians. We're raising warriors for Jesus. Because my God's a warrior. The Bible says the Lord is a warrior and Yahweh is his name. Right? And I'm made in the image of God. I'm a warrior. I'm a warrior. So, you know, as I, as I was reading this, is anyone thirsty? Come and drink. I love this. Verse 1. Come take your choice of wine or milk. It's all free. This is free, man. Have fun. Eat up. Why spend your money on food that does not give you strength? Why pay for food that does you no good? The truth is, we need a bunch of Honey Nut Cheerios. The truth is, we can eat Lay's potato chips. Bet you just can't eat one. Truth is, we fill up on Oreos, right? Like road trip, junk food, you can fill up and, and have no nutritional value inside of you. But you're full. You're full of it. And the truth is, this is the challenge, in our Christian lives, like it's awesome to give your life to Jesus. And it's awesome. It's, but I want to tell you something. When you give your life to Jesus and when you get baptized and when you begin taking a step out for Jesus, you have an enemy who is your adversary. He wants to seek to kill, steal, and destroy your life, your marriage, your finances, your integrity. On and on and on we go. And he's, he, he plays hard. And he always comes with his game face ready. And he will sit there and he will wait like a good hunter, waiting, being patient for, for minutes, half an hour, an hour for the kill shot. 
if he thinks he can get you. And the enemy walks around as a roaring lion, seeks whom he may devour. He's out to get you. He already has his strategy in the boardroom with his executives. We call them demons. He already has the strategy laid out to take you out. And if you're not careful, you just think, you know, I know I'm married, but she's kind of pretty and we're never going to do anything. But man, I'm just going to flirt with her a little bit. Man, I'm never, I'm never going to go meet this woman. I'm just going to watch videos on my cell phone that she sent me. I'm never going to go there. I'm never going to, I'm never going to go all the way there over the cliff. I, I, I'm just going to, I'm just going to, I'm going to flirt. I'm just going to flirt with sin. I, I, I don't care about the guardrails, man. There's more room. I'm going to step over the guardrail. If we're not careful and the enemy, he's just waiting to take you out. And how many know this to be the truth? How many know that when you give your life to Jesus and you follow him in baptism, you are a marked person? And the enemy takes notice. That's why sometimes people say, Tim, I gave my life to Jesus and then I quit going to church. Because it got, it got, let's make it like a rap. It got, it got hard. How many know someone like that? How many been someone like that? Now we're being honest, right? Because it got hard. Well, I got great news for you today. I'm going to make a point and we're out of here. Here's the deal. The point is that you have weapons at your disposal. You don't have to bend over, grab your ankles, and let the enemy wear you out. You don't have to do that. You are a child of the most high God. You are a warrior and you have the very word of God. You have the very spirit of God. You have the very power of God. And if you resist the enemy, he will flee from you. But too too many times Christians, they they just, I'm just addicted. I'm just addicted. I'm addicted to sex. It's just how it is. It's who I am. No, no, you believed a lie. You've been set free. You're just like the dog who was on a chain for a long time. And then they took it off and he never went any further because he still thought he was chained. You see, the day Jesus saved you, he took the chain off. You've been set free. You can go. You can run. You are free to love. You are free to forgive. You are free to be free in Jesus. I'm just addicted to alcohol. It's just... My dad was addicted, I, I, and I get, I get that. The Bible actually talks about sins of the fathers, that they, they come over into our life. So, Dad, whatever you're struggling with, you look at the beautiful faces of your children, you don't beat that thing. Mamas. Man, we're in a war. Y'all know what I'm talking about? I know about y'all. I came, I, I came back rested. I'm fired up. Because I see too many people out there that are hurting. And I see too many Christians that can't help them because they've never tapped into prayer and fasting. I want to tell you this real quick. Jesus says, listen to me and you will eat what is good. You will enjoy the finest food. Come to me with your ears wide open. Listen and you will find life. And yet, to be honest with you, so easy to turn on the TV. Why in the world is it so hard to read God's word? Man, if you feed your kids junk food all the time, try setting down a little health food. You know what I'm talking about? They won't want it. You know why? Because they've acquired a taste for no nutritional value. 
I'm not picking on reality TV shows. There's some stuff out there, right? But if we're not careful, if we're not careful, we should continue to get our butts kicked by the enemy because we're not intentional in growing, not intentional in hitting our knees. I see so many people as a pastor who say, Tim, they say, man, I'll lose my marriage. What happened? Man, you're not going to believe it. I never thought I would do it. I'm going to lose my marriage, man. She's done. She don't want to come back. She hates me. And then it's too late many times. Thank God for when it's not. Most of the time it's too late. Or one of the spouses of the home who's, who's angry person, anger turns into violence. And the other spouse just says, I'm done. But I love you. I'm sorry. Please take me back. Yeah, we did that. We did that how many times already? I'm done. The kids, we're out. And then divorce. A boy, divorce is, is a really hairy thing, isn't it? But there's a different way. Jesus said, when you pray, pray like this. And don't pray for other people to impress them. Pray in secret to your Father who hears you in secret. And your Father who hears you in secret will reward you openly. And when you fast, don't fast. Don't make a big thing. I'm fasting because I'm a man of God. You know, don't, you don't have to do that. When you fast, the Bible says, wash your face, brush your teeth for the love of Jesus. And, and, and when you fast, please, especially when you fast. You hear what I'm saying? When you fast, brush your teeth and keep that scope or Listerine or whatever you use. Keep it near, near you. And, 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 but you pray. And when you fast, it's a discipline saying, God, I want you in my life more than I want food. I love Lay's potato chips. Don't get me wrong, Jesus. I love Oreos. God, I love Italian food. But God, there are some things in my life that are so broken that I don't care about Italian food anymore. That pizza isn't going to cut it anymore. I've crossed the line and I'm actually saying I'm desperate for you because I would rather be delivered from being an alcoholic and being angry to my wife and my children and losing my job and losing my finances and losing everything I've worked hard for. I would rather get on my knees and cry out to you and get desperate for you. And if I needed to, I'd even lay down. I'd lay down all the way on the ground, God, and I'd get desperate for you. And I'd say, God, if you don't heal me, if you don't deliver me, if you don't set me free, I'm screwed. But God, I believe that you are the deliverer. You say, man, why are you so fired up? Because I believe what I'm talking about. I see people, I see dead people who just walk through life. And Jesus, he made you to be alive, to be victorious. Instead of constantly walking around with your tail between your legs, licking your wounds, being scared of the enemy like he's the wicked witch of the West. Man, you're a warrior in Jesus. You have the weapon of prayer. You can go to God and know that when you pray, God hears you. And you don't quit praying. You can get so serious. You say, God, I'm going to fast. God, I'm going to set aside time. Forget TV for a season. Forget social media for a season. I'm going to spend more time in the reason that will give me strength in my hope, in my deliverance. I'm actually going to get to know you, God. Instead of making sure I know every lyric. Instead of making sure I know, I watch every episode, man. I, I'm God, I'll rewatch them. And we wonder why we walk around weak and broken and tired and empty. Because if you don't eat, if you don't pray, if you don't fast, you won't last. 
But if you would turn, Jesus said this. He said, if my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves. This starts with humility. Will humble. Somebody say humble. Turn to the person on your right side and say, humble yourself. Turn to the person on your left say, it's time to get humble. If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, that's when you get so desperate for God that you want what he wants for your life more than what, than what you want for your life because you understand that he has a plan and a purpose for your life. And you understand that Isaiah 55, when it says that God's ways are not our ways, that our, God's ways are higher than our ways. They're better than our ways. Then you'll do with the couple other verses, say verse 6, seek the Lord. Seek the Lord while he can be found. Or seek the Lord while you can find him. Call on him now while he is near. Let the wicked change their ways and banish the very thought of doing wrong. Not only, not only quit doing wrong, get rid of the thought of doing wrong. Let them turn to the Lord that he, have may, that he may have mercy on them. Yes, turn to our God, for he will forgive generously. He doesn't have Louisville Slugger bat in his hands. He has marks from nails. He already paid the price. He's the greatest grace giver there ever was, ever will be. And if you turn, he will forgive. And then he will begin to heal your broken life. But I want to tell you something. There are two two tools that just like those nunchucks man teach my kids how to use those things there are tools that 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 you have that you don't have to sit there and let the enemy just blow you over you can fight back and i'm going to do a series called fight teaching us about the armor of god that we can put on every day and we can walk i mean come on every day is a battle isn't it and we can be prepared and we can be dressed for success and we can have more power to resist the enemy. And when he puts a doubt in your mind or he puts fear in your mind or he shoots arrows of anxiety or he shoots arrows of, of man, self-hate, rejection, all those things. No, no, no. You got the shield of faith. When he says, man, that campus Navarre ain't going to make it. Y'all still need $100,000, Tim. Are you stupid? 100000 Tim, it would be easy, man, if you just stayed here. Why don't you just do When he starts doing this, when you got the shield of faith, you keep moving forward. Because you got the sword of the spirit. You realize you got weapons of mass destruction. And there's no weapon formed against you that can prosper. And the arm of God Almighty is not short that it cannot save. Nothing is too hard for him. And so you begin to pray. And when you pray, you get hungry for God. And when you get in the word and when you start fasting, what happens is you get more hungry for God than you do for Lay's potato chips. Nothing wrong with Lay's potato chips. I had a couple earlier. They're good. But I want to tell you something. Just one example. The very day that God led me into a fast. I didn't know why. God led me into a two-week fast. No food. Juice. On the seventh day, this guy right up here, right up here, this guy right here, Matt. Matt called me and said, Tim, I think God might want me to come to your church. I was at Starbucks working because that was a free, awesome office. And I had water. And I went outside and I said, Matt, I don't have 50 cents to pay you. This is for 
momentum ever launched. And I said, I'm, I do, do not have, I, we're not even taking any salary. I've got no money to pay for you. But, but I want to tell you something. God is faithful. God will pay your bills and God's going to do something amazing in Gulf Breeze and it's going to be so awesome that when we're old we'll look back and the only thing to explain it what God did will be the tears of joy coming down our cheeks and the smile on our face because we knew God did something so awesome so big none of us could take credit for it so I continued to fast for the second part of the week and on the 14th day he called and said we're coming to momentum That's just about Jesus. Now, what in your life are you living? You're, just, you're putting up with this. Like life on the chain is okay. You got six feet. And you got comfortable in six feet. In fact, you, it's gotten really soft because you kind of wore out. You kind of moved the rocks. You kind of wore out the grass. And it's just dirt, but you don't even realize how dirty you are. You're just, you just satisfied with six feet. And God's like, man, I made you. I created you in your mother's Belly, I formed you and I made you awesome and I made you to run. I made you to be free. I made you to experience. I made you for adventure. I didn't create you to be on a dog chain for six feet of your life. No, no. I made you to run and to be able to have the joy to see what I have made. Cut the chain today, man. Cut the chain today. Cut the chain today. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Here's what I want to tell you. Thanks for staying up here, man. This is a $25 steak. I bet you'd much rather eat this today than that. Here's what I want you to remember. I want us all to remember. When we fill up on junk food, we don't have any room for the good stuff. Sometimes it takes a while to get hungry again, but it will happen. You throw that on the grill, man. Marinate that thing. You taste and see that the Lord is good.